John likes tech and lives in Indiana, you know. Kevin likes the Dodgers and talks on the radio. John plays games on Xbox and on his Nintendo. While Kevin runs around LA with his mustachio, it's the Lack of Genius Podcast. In your ear holes at last. They don't know they're Mars and Venus, that's why it's the Lack of Genius Podcast. John Largent. Kevin Schatz. In the flesh. In the digital flesh. In the digital flesh. Here we are. I sometimes wonder for our podcast, like, you know, sometimes we get asked how we pick our topics. Yeah, I get that all the time. There's a variety of ways. On an episode like today, we have two very random topics that don't seem to have a match with each other if you, if you were just looking at them objectively That's on true. their own. Although, if you, if you happen to look at the Facebook live stream... Uh-huh. You might get an answer as to why it's those topics. Oh, oh! So what did you write on the Facebook live stream? I believe I put something to the effect of um, our grandfather hobbies. Things our grandpas loved. Yep. <laughs> Essentially, that's what we're doing. So I'm doing pigeons. Yes, the bird that you see on the street everywhere you go. And we'll get much more into it. And John, you're doing golf. Golf, the sport of golf, mm-hmm. where you try to hit a ball in a hole in as few strokes as possible. So it's funny mm-hmm. because I think about this, you look at it a paper and you're like, pigeons and golf, that doesn't make any sense. I think right. I prefer these episodes where they're just so random and far apart because mm-hmm. we're just learning about two very different subjects. But I will say, you know, last week we did Where the Wild Things Are, we did the book and movie, and I guess there was a certain tidiness to it, and we do tidy up sections. Yeah. So, you know, I guess there's, I guess we give people a little bit of everything. I mean, and I, and I know that part of why you wanted to do this this episode was because it would have been your grandfather's birthday not too long yeah. ago, and so that kind of got it on your mind. And Yeah, thanks for remembering that. We just celebrated what would have been his 100th birthday. He, um, you know, he did pass away about, uh, actually... 10 years ago. And my grandpa, Grandpa Russell, Russell Schatz, Dr. Russell Schatz, he was a doctor. He was, he specialized in allergies, which is very interesting because he raised and bred pigeons for shows. And, and I'll get much more into this. I, there's a good chance I'll accidentally spoil an answer, but that's okay (laughs) because I'd rather, you know, but yeah, he bred pigeons in order to give them a certain a certain look, certain characteristics, much like there are dog shows where there's a breed standard. Like when you see the Westminster dog show and you see them looking over everything and the right. the tail's supposed to be like this and the ears are supposed to be like this. Same thing for pigeons. In his old like office room, there are trophies and ribbons. Mm-hmm. I have a uh, I have a belt loop with a pigeon on it that I love and I treasure. Um, so pigeons, even though I know there are people who are quite frankly, disgusted by pigeons. Right. Uh, people are afraid of birds and I think specifically of pigeons. I am the complete opposite where I adore these creatures and they really are a symbol of love and serenity and stability to me because they represent my grandpa. And so then I asked you, I was like, what's any of your grandparents have hobbies? And, and so tell us how you landed on golf. Um, I think golf is something that actually both of my grandpas did, you know, and actually I, I think at least one of my grandpas, you know, my other one's still alive, but my grandpa, Charlie, you know, he died 10 years ago this year. Our grandfather's died around the same time. So yeah. Wow. I mean, and I can always remember that because that was the year Jacob was born. So I just have to think how old he is. And then that's how long wow. ago he died. And then he w- grandpa was 50 years older than me. So yeah. Weird how you come up with ways to remember things like that. I don't know if I should be embarrassed to tell you the way that I remember that it's 10 years, but other than my dogs, what would you say is something that is almost like a son to me? I would say your nephew, but I don't think <laughs> yeah. he's old enough. It, it would be. My nephew is a better answer. It's my mustache. My I <laughs> The last day that I shaved my upper lip 
was, I know this is sad, but it was the day of my grandpa's funeral. And I had been toying around with growing it back because I had had the mustache mm-hmm. previously. And I, I think I was already sort of starting to grow it back. And then and then the death happened. And I was like, well, I'm not going to have a dirty mustache for my grandpa's right. funeral. And I was speaking at it. So I shaved it. And and I know, again, I know this is a sad story. And, my, and But I think there's something fascinating, even though it's a silly mustache, mm-hmm. there's something fascinating about new life, oh, yeah. your son being born, a thing being grown on my face. And the reason I'm, the reason I'm kind of planting this mustache seed now is because on my mustache's 10th birthday, which is the weekend of Cinco de Mayo, we're going to make sure we do something mustache related <laughs> for an episode. Don't you worry. Um, so did you have more to say about, about golf and your grandparents? No, I mean, uh, it's just something that, you know, growing up, uh, Grandpa Charlie would take me uh, to the driving range occasionally, like, you know, actually go around the course. I mean, the last time I probably actually played golf uh, was like 2004. And it was both grandpas and I, we went to a cor- local course and played. What's your driving game like? Can you hit a ball pretty far? I, maybe. <laughs> I, I just assume since you're, since you're a uh, freaking uh, Paul Bunyan over there, I, <laughs> I just figure you could probably crush a golf ball. Well, I'm, I am considering this a bit of an opportunity to, to honor our grandparents and, and mm-hmm. allow their legacy though, though I know one of, one of your golf loving grandparents is still alive, but I think we can still honor a legacy of, of what they've taught us, what they brought to this world and, and celebrating all grandpas around the world. But we're going to, mm-hmm. we're going to tidy some things up first. Yep. All right, here we go. Tidy up before we go, go any further with the show, show. Tidy up before we go, go fix our mistakes tonight. I want to get it right. Tidy up. What do we got today, John? We got a couple things. Let's let's start with what your yeah. what was this Uncle Dale, by the way? It was, yeah. He sent us a message on Facebook. They had just uh, evidently listened to the Olympic episode, and they had some questions in relation to our Olympic episode. The first one uh, pertaining to the bobsled, and their their question was if they used the brake at all during the run or only at the end. Yeah, which is a great question, and that is something I I learned in my research. That they they don't touch the brakes. The brake man literally just gets down and ducks his head and doesn't touch those brakes at all. There's no strategy that the brakes use. Um, that's why you see so many wipeouts. You have to take the turns at just the right angle, or you're going to wipe out completely. So they only pull those brakes at the very end. That's a very good question, Uncle Dale. And then they had two related to um, curling. And I know that our listeners, if you've paid attention to our social, you'll know that. Kevin has gone curling. I am a curling expert now and best friends with Justin Turner. <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and, and I think Kevin can kind of answer the first question that he had was, you know, what specifically are they doing to the ice when they're uh, using the brooms? I know you uh, you already know this, but yeah, they literally ta- taught us like it is melting the ice just a little bit. The friction is melting the ice to make it more slick so that the stone goes further and it is incredible what a difference it actually makes. I, I I know from being both the sweeper and the and the thrower, like I'll throw one and it feels like it's not even gonna get close to making it and the sweeping just keeps that thing going. So yeah, it literally melts the ice just a tiny bit. And the second question is what happens if someone accidentally touches the stone while sweeping? Mm-hmm. It kind of depends on which stone it is, but it essentially it becomes a burned rock or a burned stone. And then the opposing team has kind of one of three options. 
They can just ignore it, pretend it doesn't happen. You know, if it works in their favor, why not? Mm -hmm. They can try to estimate where they think the, the stones would have ended up if it hadn't been touched, or they can remove it from play. That's kind of seen as the most aggressive thing that could be done. Um, and so I think it's normally the, the first two. And I wouldn't honestly be surprised if the first one of just ignoring it mm -hmm. uh, isn't the thing that happens the most. Just from getting the feeling that, you know, kind of like with Ultimate, curling is kind of this, it's an honor thing, you know. Yeah. Yes, you're there to compete and win, but you're also there to have fun. And Those are my favorite so. kind of sports. Yeah, I like one, that. Yeah, I got one more tidy up thing. Sure. You know, we haven't we haven't made mention of the of this in a while, uh, mainly just because of life and everything that that came up. We are still working on merchandise. Yes. Um, so if you're worried that you know that's not going to happen, don't worry. It is. We're working on it. Yeah, we're going to get all kinds of pretty things. In fact, John, we are going to do this during tidy up. But let's get into quiz time, and we'll have a segue that has something to do very brand new that affects you with potential merchandise. Does that sound good? Sounds good. It's time to take a quiz or two. Like a genius podcast, doing this for you. doing being that this episode is about pigeons and golf we want to hear from you and we are giving you the opportunity to win a brand new lack of genius sticker they're great stickers this is the logo that was designed by the lovely jeff mcavoy mm -hmm. and um he was also nice enough to donate these stickers to us to be able to give as prizes for situations like these yeah. here's what we're gonna have you do and if you're already a patron then you're just gonna get more stickers i guess is what we're yep. gonna have to do all we're asking go go out there and find a pigeon or find something golf related. Take a photograph of it, post it on any of our socials and tag us. Yep. The first three people to do that are getting a sticker sent to you. With the hashtag pigeon golf. For, oh my God, pigeon golf. Have you checked if that hashtag exists? Please hashtag. No. We're not gonna eliminate you if you don't do pigeon golf, but you will make no. our day if you hashtag pigeon golf. So yeah, if you're out and about, you see a pigeon, snap a picture of it. If you see golf somewhere, snap a picture of it, post it to your socials, just tag us. You can you can put no explanation. Here's a picture of a pigeon at Lack of Genius and a sticker will be yours if you're one of the first three to do it. And if you're after three, we're gonna shout you out. We're gonna applaud you, don't worry. You will get your 12 and a half seconds of fame as we shout you out here. Um, but yeah, let's have some fun with this. Go show, go show us what you got. Mm -hmm. And just as a friendly reminder, we mentioned it a few times, but yeah, we are on Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash lack of genius. We have several pat patrons already who we are yeah. so grateful for. So we'll take this opportunity to thank anyone who has, who has donated literally their money to this. Obviously, thank you to anyone who has listened. You know, we're about nine months into this thing. We're having a blast, but we do have expenses. And as we are doing this once a week, it is, it, you know, I'm not complaining about this, but it is time consuming <laughs> and it takes work. And so donations are greatly appreciated through Patreon. It helps us run more efficiently, use new things, get more merchandise, all this kind of stuff that we want to put back to you. Well, let's get into the, let's get into our bread yeah. and butter and, and, and do some quizzes. So I'm going to, I'm going to ask you the first question about mm -hmm. pigeons. Am I right on that? Yep. Number one on pigeons is the population of the common pigeon. This is also known as the rock pigeon or the rock dove. Is it greater or less than 100 million worldwide? And just for clarification, this is probably most people, if you visualize a pigeon, you see that kind of dark gray with sort of the rainbow uh, like mm -hmm. tinge to it, you know? 
Yes, iridescent. That that's the rock dove. That's the rock pigeon. The common pigeon is it? Are there more or less than one hundred million worldwide? I'm gonna go with less than because I feel like there's been a pretty big attempt at killing them off. So you're gonna go with less than? Yeah, John. That is incorrect. It is greater than. It's 120 million. As far as I know, this is this is uh, up to date information. A lot of the pigeon population today is as a result of domesticated pigeons who then became feral. or They're just born into this world. They're no longer domesticated. But yeah, 120 million is the worldwide common pigeon population. Okay. So if you've ever been a fan of Robin Williams and happened to watch his Broadway stand-up from, I don't know, the 90s, uh-huh. then you've probably learned that golf came from Scotland. <laughs> um, if you've not seen that, I highly suggest watching it. It is not kid-friendly, though. But that, that being said, you know, the modern form of golf came from Scotland. It's debated whether or not, you know, it could have come from China. There's pictures where, you know, Chinese were playing something kind of similar that, you know, could have brought over to Europe with Marco Polo and, and others. But the modern form of golf, without a doubt, started in Scotland. But in what century did it start? The 14th? 15th, 16th, or 17th? Yeah, and you know I love my century questions. So yep. should, we do my, should we do my traditional um, what <laughs> year did the 14th century start? The 14th century is the 1300s. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Woo! All right, so I'm one for one, and you're... Oh, you're saying that wasn't the question. Okay. Uh, 14th century <laughs> is the 1300s, which means you, you just subtract one. That's all you got to do, Kevin. Wow, yep. mod, when did modern form of golf start in Scotland? 14th, 15th, 16th... All right. Wow, 1300 sounds mighty early. 1400 sounds mighty early, but... I don't know why. I'm looking at the 15th century. I'm looking at something as a middle choice between 14th, 15th, 16th, 17th. I'm going to choose the 15th century. That would be the 1400s. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, It started in the the, uh, the 15th century. It wasn't until the 1700s, though, that the 18-hole round, as we know it, existed at a place called St. Andrews. At the old course at St. Andrews is the, the, I guess, the proper name. A couple hundred years there before it became the 18 holes that we know of it now. You know, some courses are 18, some courses are nine, and you just play it twice. The first 18-hole golf course in the U.S. wasn't until 1892 in Illinois. Oh, go Midwest. So, I mean, we've got a top golf in India. I assume you've got one there in L.A. or probably a couple. I don't know. You know, it's a multi-level building, like four or five levels, and, you know, full of these little like driving range bays. And so oh, it's just kind of, yes. you know, a friend of mine said it's more of like going to an arcade than an actual like driving range because you can like have it be like a game, you know, you drink, you eat food. Oh, yes. I know exactly what you're talking about. And I can neither confirm nor deny that that is a popular thing here in L.A. I assume it has to be. It's, it sounds very I mean, L.A. I, but. At least out here, like yeah. they're only closed for like two days out of the year. Oh, wow. So, like, yeah, But like yeah. they're heated and air air conditioned, Ooh. even though it's outside. You had me at heated and air conditioned. So maybe when I come out and visit you and what are we going to do? We're going to play hide and seek. We're gonna, I'm going to chop your wood. We're going to go to the <laughs> troll hole. We're going to go to the D&D convention. We're going to drive up to see the Highland Games. And we're going to go to this heated and or air conditioned driving range, Top Golf. All right. Let's see how you do on number two about pigeons. All right. Mm-hmm. 
So in the US and the UK, which of the following is not one of the three major groups of breeds of domesticated pigeons? So again, just to kind of break that down, there are domesticated pigeons, and in the US and UK, there are three major groups of breeds of pigeons. These are things that you, that essentially become hobbies that you do with these pigeons. So three of these are the major groups, and one is completely made up. Which one is completely made up? Is it flying and sporting, fancy, feathering, or utility? I'm kind of torn between fancing and feathering because I could see the organization using the term feathering instead of fancy because feathering. I mean, flying and sporting, I could see that easily being a group just because, you know, you train pigeons or you breed pigeons to be fast or something like that in a race. Do they have races? Is that a thing? I guess we'll find out. Yeah. I mean, in utility, I could see that being like a carrier pigeon or a homing pigeon. I'm going to go with feathering because fancy seem, I, I feel like that's kind of what your your grandpa may have done because you said he, he breeded them for, you know, how they looked. I, I, I'm going with feathering. Feathering, you're saying, is not one of the major groups of breeds of domesticated pigeons, and you are correct. And you're correct on a couple levels there and incorrect on only one. And so that's very impressive, actually. Well, there were a couple things that, that were good educated guesses, but I will tidy them up for you now. So feathering, I completely made that term up, and I'm actually kind of proud of it. I'm like, yeah, that sounds like it would be real. But uh, flying <laughs> and sporting, yeah, these are pigeons that are kept and bred for their aerial performance, and they reproduce other aerial performing birds. So yes, there is pigeon racing. In fact, I should have done some more research to look because I bet you it's a lot of fun to watch. But there is pigeon racing, and then also the the homing pigeons, the ones you mentioned about carrying messages. Those mm -hmm. are not under the utility category. Those are also yeah. under the flying and sporting. So yeah, during war, pigeons became a big part of message delivering because the, you could put these messages on the pigeons. They would deliver them, and then they would come back. Pigeon fancying is indeed what my grandpa did. And I, as I started doing research for this, I had to text my dad because I was like. Is pigeon fancying what my what what grandpa did? Because I never once heard that term in my life. Um, I just knew my grandpa raised and bred pigeons. But yeah, these are pigeons that you breed to perpetuate particular features, uh, and then they <laughs> compete against other other birds in those categories. Judges decide who is the best by comparing them to others within their breed, and uh, those are the uh, those are the awards that my grandpa has took home from pigeon fancying. Utility pigeon, I never in a hundred years would have guessed this, but these are pigeons who are bred for their meat. Okay. The meat of pigeons is customarily referred to as squab. It's considered a, del right. a delicacy in many parts of the world. My guess is that this was also more of a older thing, I think, from the past, because obviously cultivation of food and animals for food has, especially in America, we don't eat pigeon meat here. I'm sure there are people who have and do, but um, I yeah. I think fancy restaurants still serve squab. Do, do you think so? I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I guess when you call it squab as opposed to pigeon yeah. meat, it's You, you don't know more. it's pigeon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, man, I don't know if I could eat squab. I, I don't, I don't, with the connection to my grandpa, I bet it's I don't know fairly similar to chicken and all that. I did think about that because I, if I'm not mistaken, I believe it was the Romans who first like really used them like in ancient times, 5,000 years ago, who, who bred pigeons just for meat. And I'm like, well, yeah, it's probably just probably very close to chicken and chickens just I mean, ended up that, getting bigger. So, yeah, I mean, that's how guinea pigs came around was they were raised for meat. Yes, that's right. And I know South America, that's a big delicacy there. Yeah. So there you go. Now, you know, a little something about what pigeons can be bred for. And John, good job on getting that mm -hmm. one right. You're one for two. Cool. Speaking of things that uh, don't seem savory, golf was banned in Scotland for a while because it was seen as a distraction to learning falconry. <laughs> True or false? 
Yeah, well, if, if you're taking people away from their falconry time, then it should be banned. I, I've always said that. Um, that is so random. I'm, pr I'm, I'm pretty much going to choose true. I mean, look, this could be one of those situations where it's like, oh, it was actually banned because it was a distraction for something else. But I, I got to choose true and I got to hear what the story is behind this. So I'm choosing true. Ah, there's something tricky. What is it? Archery. Instead oh, of falconry. Oh, you got me. God, I wish it was falconry. Well, archery is pretty badass too, but I was I was so yeah. hoping it was falconry. So uh, it was James II, um, okay. the King of Scotland, and it, uh, saying it was an unwelcome distraction to learning archery. <laughs> and that was in 1457. James IV then lifted the ban in 1502 when he became a golfer. Five years later, and he realized, oh my God, this is fun. Wow. Right? That is hilarious. I mean, if you can get accurate hitting a ball like, you know, 100 yards, I mean, that that's just as far as, a, as an arrow from a, a bow and arrow, right? Sure. Yeah. You know, it, just not knock someone out instead of pierce them with an arrow. Exactly. I mean, yeah, you've, you've been saying that for a long, as long right. as I've known you, John. So. <laughs> um, okay, are we ready to move on? I think so. All right. We're both one for two. You're, we're stepping into number three about pigeons. Mm -hmm. Which of the following famous people, person, which of the following famous person was not a pigeon fancier? And we've learned that pigeon fancying is breeding pigeons and for their looks, essentially. Which of the following of these people was not a pigeon fancier? Is it Pablo Picasso, Nikola Tesla, Charles Darwin, or Frank Sinatra? I'm almost positive Darwin was because of wanting to deal with genetics and evolution and studying birds on the, in the Galapagos was one of his big things. Picasso was weird enough to where I feel like that was just something that he did. Mm -hmm. uh, and Nikola Tesla was eccentric. I believe he did stuff with pigeons as well. So I'm going with old blue eyes. Frank Sinatra was <laughs> not a pigeon fancier. All right. Frank Sinatra. Not a pigeon fancier. John, you are correct. Way to, way to narrow that down. Yeah, that was a, it was kind of tough for me to come up with a fourth answer because you're right. Each <laughs> of these three people are kind of characters, Picasso, Tesla, and Darwin. I, it was hard to come up with a, with a fourth choice just because it is a hobby that yeah. in the last 50 years, has it kind of had declined a bit. And mm -hmm. at least according to things I read, it's actually picking up again. People are starting to do it again. But it does, you said something about Picasso being weird and that being a, a qualifier for why he probably did this. And I, I sort of agree, though. I don't know. I think I don't consider my grandpa that weird of a guy. I, I, right. Well, I, guess, I mean, I, I guess weird is a little bit of a harsher term than I should have said. E eccentric, maybe. Yeah, eccentric. Uh, Left of center a yeah. little. And 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 I yeah. agree with that because I, I even even those words I don't know if they totally describe my grandpa but may, maybe eccentric is right like I do think he was interested in things that were sort of outliers and so I do think that yeah. had something to do with him. Well, I mean, doing, you, you said he was a doctor, you know, yep. and dealing with allergies and whatnot. That probably stemmed yep. from an interest in genetics, and you know, yep. pigeon fancying is pure genetics. I yep. mean, he has notebooks of of notes oh, yeah. and and genetics and genes and all the like stuff that's way over my head. It's so fascinating to look at. But yeah, yeah you hit it on the head. That's very much why Darwin was into it. Public Picasso, he famously named his daughter Paloma, which means pigeon in Spanish. And or a bird, but pigeon. I mean, I think that was the intent behind it. Mm -hmm. And uh, Nikola Tesla, he uh, he apparently fed the pigeons of New York City. He would nurse sick and injured ones. And of the birds, he said, "These are my sincere friends," which is very. <laughs> I I can I love that. I really connect with that. And uh, yeah, Frank Sinatra never saw a pigeon in his life is what I'm making <laughs> up right now. And and passing like I wasn't going out looking for pigeon stuff. I saw. I think I saw something about Mike Tyson raises oh. pigeons. 
Wow, I that Mike Tyson 100% seems like the kind of guy that would go after that. That is He's totally, definitely eccentric. Yes, he's very eccentric. There's when you when you Google, I suggest everybody Google Mike Tyson pigeons right now because there are half of the photos are of him kissing a pigeon. <laughs> it's just him just cuddling and kissing a pigeon. It is so freaking it's be, adorable. It's because they don't have ears that he can bite off. <laughs> he loves <laughs> pigeons because they don't have ears to bite off. Well done, John. <laughs> Okay, man. Well, you got that right. Good job. You're two for three. And I am one for two going into number three about golf. Mm -hmm. What is the name of the oldest golf tournament? Now, mm. don't forget, you know, modern golf started in the 15th century. And the this actually happens to be the oldest running tournament in the world of any sport, too, from my understanding. Wow. Wow. That's cool. So your options are thus. The Open Championship. The Masters. The U.S. Open or the PGA Championship? Yeah, wow. Okay, so because because golf's been around forever, I'm gonna I'm gonna eliminate the U.S. Open right off the bat because I, that that I, I will admit to not re I know all these names, but I don't mm -hmm. know where most of them take place or what I, I know there are places that these are held. But yeah, I'll eliminate the U.S. Open. PGA stands for Players is it Player Golf Association. No, that doesn't make sense. That might be it. But my thought is that the PGA is relatively new in history. Maybe I'm wrong on that and maybe I'll be surprised. So, But I'm going to eliminate that because that's my theory. The Masters, I would say, if I were to just name a tournament off the top of my head and maybe say the most famous tournament, I would probably say the Masters, right? Now, I don't know if that is, if that means it's the longest running. And the Open Championship, like, quite frankly, I don't even, I, I assume that's a thing and it, and, and it might be the right answer. I don't know. I'm, I'm between the Open Championship and the Masters. I'm going to choose the Masters. I'm locking it in. It is the Open Championship, okay. which is also known as the British Open. Oh, uh, the British um, Open. Yes. It was first played in 1860, and it's one of the four major championships. The other three listed are the other three. The Open is actually, even though it's called the British Open, is actually played in Scotland. Oh, funny. Um, at the Prestwick Golf Club. The other three championships are all in the U.S., I, I kind of thought that was the case, and as far maybe you don't know this, do they are they always in the same location? These three, or do they move? Don't, isn't one of them the something the something yard, the brickyard? The no, or is that is that racing? No, that, that that's racing. That's uh, <laughs> the, the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. You're saying that's a different sport than golfing. Yes, it is. <laughs> um, the Masters is held at the Augusta National Golf Club, yes. which is a private golf course. Looks like the U.S. Open is actually the location varies. Last year, it was actually played in San Diego. The PGA Championship, I believe, also moves as well. This year, it's in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Oh, hey, Tulsa, represent. Yeah. And uh, PGA stands for Professional Golfers Association of America. There's also the uh, the United States Golf Association, the USGA. Oh, yes. Um, and then there's also an organization called the RNA. So between the RNA, uh, which is what was originally called the Royal and Ancient Golf Club of St. Andrews, <laughs> Fancy. Uh, founded in 1754. Between the RNA and the USGA, they uh, govern the rules of golf internationally. And Got so it. they're the ones that make the rule books. You know, we kind of brought this up with curling and ultimate on the back of the rule book. It says, play the ball as it lies, play the course as you find it. And if you cannot do either, do what is fair. 
Oh, I uh, love so it's, it. So it's, it's that same kind of sense of, yes, you're there to play a tournament, but you're there to have fun and just try and make it be as fun as possible. So in Happy Gilmore, when the whole when that big old thing falls down, spoiler alert, and blocks the putt to the hole, yes, the rule book states you have to hit it as it lies, but you do do what's fair. Maybe, maybe you clean the thing up first. But Shooter McGavin had to shoot it off of that that giant dude's foot. So it was, <laughs> I guess it was only if he had to do that, then it, oh, yeah. and look and yeah. happy, happy nailed that shot. And it's one of the most uh, yeah. historic golf performances of our time. So, you know, yes. it's a good, it's a good thing they went for it. Uh, all right. Well, that's i uh, I'm one for three. You're two for three. You're off to a hot start. I'm, I'm trying to catch up, but let's see how you do on number four about pigeons working in a little pop culture here. I'm going to see if you remember this. Oh, I do. The Animaniacs. They had a. They famously had a character of three pigeons known as the Good Feathers. Which mm-hmm. of the following, and by the way, if there are young people listening, the Animaniacs, a fantastic cartoon that was on the WB network when in the 90s, and then they they mm-hmm. re, um, what's the word? They, they brought they, it back. They, they brought it back it. for, yeah, they reboot, yeah, for, for a season on Hulu or something. I haven't watched it yet, yeah. and I need to because it really was a brilliant I watched a couple show. episodes. It was pretty good. Um, so of uh, which of the following that I've listed below is not one of the names of the Good Feathers, which are the three pigeons featured on Animaniacs, which is not one of their names. We got mm-hmm. Pesto, Brooklyn, Squit, and Bobby. I think it's Brooklyn. It's too long of a name. Same amount of syllables as Bobby. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, but <laughs> Bobby's a nickname. It's okay yeah. to be longer. This is true. So what do you think? You're going to choose Brooklyn? Choose in Brooklyn. All right, John. That is correct. Yep, Brooklyn. So the three pigeons are Pesto, Squit, and Bobby. Well done, man. The reason I chose Brooklyn as a name is because these pigeons... I don't know if they ever officially said that they're in New York City or if they're in New, in New York or in Brooklyn, but they were they were parodies of the Goodfellas and uh, the Godfather movies. Mm-hmm. And so these are they were essentially Italian pigeons who worked for what was called the God Pigeon, and this big fat pigeon would show up and he'd be like, and he talked like that, and then only one of them could understand, and he'd say, the God Pigeon says mm-hmm. we got to do this and this. So they all had those Brooklyn accents. When I saw that it was Goodfellas and Godfather, I was like, oh, Good Feathers. It's a combination of both of them. That's super clever. So Squit, Pesto, and Bobby went about their adventures. The characters are based on Ray Liotta, Robert De Niro, and Joe Pesci, who starred in The Goodfellas. So it was a direct homage to them. And I remember having a little McDonald's toy, which was them on what I think was a skateboard, but the three of them, you push them along and they like kind of bounce up and down. And I wish I still had that toy, but I had it for many years. And there's the good feathers of the Animaniacs. Good job, John. Three for four, man. Very impressive. Do I even have a chance in this episode? Anymore? I do still have a chance, technically. Uh, You're three you for four. I have to get them both right, and you have to miss the last one. So there's a lot on the line here. Yeah. Number four on golf is what we're stepping into. What is the size of the hole in inches mm. that a golfer is attempting to get the ball in? Wow. Two and a quarter inches, mm. three and a quarter, four and a quarter, or five and a quarter. Man, this is tough. It makes me think of basketball, and if I'm not mistaken, the hoop itself you could actually fit two full basketballs into. That may have to be tidied up, but I have heard that before. And that I have heard that as well. My, my point behind that is that that's it's a deceivingly large hoop. I would have guessed it was much smaller than that. And I don't know if a golf hole is the same. If I think about a golf ball, what would I say that is? A golf ball is maybe an inch and a half, two inches max. I really want to get this right. And I and and 
I'm being very vulnerable by saying that because normally I, I downplay how much I want something so that I'm not disappointed when it doesn't happen. I really want to get this one right. So I'm putting myself out there. I'm going to say 3.25. For some reason, I don't want to go much bigger than that. I'm going to say 3.25. Let me know how I did. <laughs> You're crushing my dreams. You're off by an inch. Uh, yeah, which way though? Is it four? <laughs> yep, it's four and a quarter. Uh, dang it. At least I got one of the middle ones. I was kind of close. Yeah. Wow. You were. Uh, and, and to be honest, um, I'm not sure how big a golf ball is, but if you give me a minute, it is. We have the internet. 1.68 inches. Hey, I was close. I said one and a half, and I thought maybe two, yeah. and then two was too big. It's, all right, I was close on that. So you could actually fit more than two side by side. Just like in many sports, there are different sizes. So a golf ball can not weigh more than 1.62 ounces. So basically a tenth of a pound. And it cannot have a diameter of less than 1.68 inches. So it could be bigger is what you're saying. It could be bigger. It just has to be like it has to meet those two requirements. And then it has to perform within specified velocity, distance, and symmetry. Super interesting because obviously there's, um, I would guess, the heavier a ball, the further it can go. No, am I wrong on that? A lighter? I <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how, like, you yeah, would think, I, like, I, technically I, heavier is harder to hit, but also probably has enough oomph to it to, to travel. It has more mass. Yes. Yeah, but I mean, the, the, the divots on a golf ball actually make a difference, you know, with aerodynamics and everything. Just like with anything else that's flying through the air, each company has their own secret sauce. Mm -hmm. you know, so okay, John. So you you've already won the episode, so we might as well just go home at this point, right? Uh, no, we are going to finish because because now it's about learning. So you're three for four going into the true. last question on not golf but on pigeons. So which of the following is not an actual name of a breed of pigeon? As we know, there are many breeds of pigeons within the domestic world. Three of these are real. One is made up, which is the made up one. Is it helmet pigeons, nun pigeons, ice pigeons? or horse pigeons. And for those that don't know which kind of nun he's talking about, he's talking about the one that have habits. E, the habits that they wear <laughs> on their heads. <laughs> yes, N-U-N, not N-O-N-E. Yes, N-U-N, like the, the Catholic nun, nun pigeons. I'm just going to take a stab in the dark and go with helmet. You're saying helmet? I have no answer. Yeah. You're just going to take, and you got, you, got the, you got the win under your belt already. So you're saying helmet pigeons yep. is not the name of a breed of a pigeon. That right. is... Incorrect. And in fact, John, helmet pigeons are, fun fact about me, my favorite kind of pigeon. When I think about pigeons personally, this is the image that comes to mind. First of all, there are 344 different species of pigeons. So I've listed three of them here. The correct answer, which is not a breed of pigeon, is the horse pigeon. And part of the reason I threw that in was because of the, the fact about Maurice Sendak, the author of Where the Wild Things Are, mm -hmm. not being able to draw horses. Helmet pigeons are, they're, they're predominantly white in color. They're either brown, I believe they can be black as well. They have a, basically looks like a brown helmet on their head. The top of their heads, the bald part of their okay. heads are brown. And then there's tail feathers that are brown. Do you ever shake the tail feathers? <laughs> I, well, I, I will tell you that these pigeons do. They are, they are, they are tail feather shakers. <laughs> helmet pigeons, 1000% are like what I think of when I think of my grandpa. I don't have any tattoos, but I've always thought the front runner for getting one would be a pigeon and it would 10,000% be a helmet pigeon. So there's my, um, my little 
homage to my grandpa. Ice pigeons are very cool. I had not heard of ice pigeons. I don't believe my grandpa had any of these, but they're they're kind of an ice blue color. Pale gray is what they're hmm. officially listed as. The nun pigeon, this may be what I'm confusing with the helmet pigeon. Maybe my grandpa had nun pigeons because they're very similar to the helmet pigeon. Their, their bodies are white, but they have black tail feathers that they also shake. And it's not just the top of their head. It's it's almost like they're wearing a habit, like a nun wears, like a, like a little headdress over them. So down to their kind of chest is all black. They're very beautiful looking hmm. pigeons. They're very beautiful birds. And, and they obviously get their name nun from looking like they're, they look like they're dressed like a nun. Okay, John. Last question. Yes, bring it home. Let's see if I can at least get two right in this quiz. How many clubs is a golfer allowed in their bag during play? Is it 14, 15, 16, or 17? Well, I mean, again, since it doesn't really matter, uh, uh, I'm going to choose the lowest one. I'm going to say 14. Why not? Everything's good. I just, uh, thank you for that. I dropped a lamp and maybe it was a sign that I got the right answer right. Who knows? But yes, yay, I got Only it. Only if it turned on. It did not turn on. Yeah, so I guess it whatever. But all right, so four, you're allowed no, to carry it's 14. 14. Okay. Yep. All right. I, I don't know why that number was selected, Uh huh. but it was. Cool. Good to know. Um, <laughs> don't forget, you post a picture of golf. You're at the driving yeah. range. You're, uh, you, you got a tee in your house. You see a pigeon on the street. You got a pigeon tattoo. Take a picture of it. Post it on socials. Tag us. Uh, all of our yeah. socials are listed at lackofgenius.com, but you know how to use socials. Just search for Lack of Genius Podcast. You'll see us. You know mm -hmm. our logo, and you'll get that logo in sticker form if you're one of the first three to post yep. it and tag us. We'd love to see you and know that you're listening and uh, and send you some stuff to represent us. Oh, yeah. We appreciate you for listening. We appreciate you for participating. Yeah. We're going to come back next week, and we're going to knock it out of the park again. Mm -hmm. <laughs> There's that boat of confidence, John. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Lack of Genius Podcast. In your ear holes at last. They don't know they're Mars and Venus. That's why it's the Lack of Genius Podcast. Do you ever shake the tail feathers? <laughs> <laughs>